You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, it's Lisa Birnbach, and I'm thinking about September, and I'm thinking about the patterns I'm seeing in my date book. Yes, I use a date book. One of them is suddenly very busy because all my friends from out of town tend to show up in New York the same week. So I'm very excited to see my friends, but I know that it's going to be very, very busy and then it'll get quiet. And one pattern that I have seen fulfilled is very busy weeknights and then absolutely zero plans for the weekend. And that is a pattern that I set when my children were little and the weekends were just family time. Saturday night, when everybody else was on a date night, we were having nachos in a Mexican restaurant out in the country and spending every minute together on the weekends, which is how I like it. Unfortunately, they have other plans and also two of them don't even live at home, which is nervy. I agree. Anyway, let's talk about the five things that made life better this week. Number one, paying my bills. Okay, why is that a feel-good thing? Well, it's a feel-good thing because there's something physical about it. I'm writing checks with a pen. You've heard of checkbooks? I still use one. I still use pens, many of them. And then there is the, the satisfaction of having gone through the bills, having called different robots to sort out why I was overcharged this or that. That part isn't fun. And if you're walking anywhere in Manhattan and you hear someone screaming, representative, 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 that would be me. Anyway, when the bills are written and the checks are in their envelopes and the addresses are facing out properly and I go to the mailbox, usually accompanied by my trusty chaperone, Henry the dog, I feel virtuous. It's just like having gone to the gym. Number two, old treasures. This is an evergreen item, haha. I sometimes forget that I have some stuff in storage or, oh, that skirt I forgot about, that would be perfect for today. Well, my significant other found a zippered bag in one of our storage bins. And even though I was the one who put the things in the bag myself and then put the bag in the storage bin, I had completely forgotten about it. And I found two old wristwatches that I was very excited to find. It was like I had just been given two great watches. How great is that? That sort of amnesia, selective amnesia, can be very helpful. And I noticed that my style of dress hasn't changed since I was 14 when I began my career dressing as a preppy tomboy or like my brothers. But the accessories have changed over time. There is a necklace of tiny colored pencils that I still own. I don't know what to do with it. I don't know if I ever wore it. It's sort of as if Crayola made a necklace for one of the great Egyptian queens. Imagine that. Okay, now you know why I don't wear it. Speaking of old, this is number three. I'm um, touting the power of nostalgia. 
as my third item. I very often feel nostalgic for how New York used to be. This week, it was spurred on by the notice or the news that a grand old New York department store for women called Henry Bendel's is going to be closing, not just in New York, but all branches in the country in January. The name of the store officially was Henry Bendel's, but you called it Bendel's. I'm going to Bendel's. You never said, I'm going to Bendel's. The way it's Ralph Lauren, not Ralph Lauren. And the Bendel store that we have on Fifth Avenue now is not the original. And I don't just feel nostalgic for this one. In fact, I don't feel nostalgic for Fifth Avenue Bendel's. I feel very nostalgic for 57th Street Bendel's, which closed, I don't know, maybe 15 or 20 years ago, which was just a very progressive, cool, interesting store that had introduced America to Coco Chanel, to Stephen Burroughs, to Andy Warhol, to Holly Harp, to other designers who really made a difference in the 60s and 70s. And it was diagonally across the street from the Great Rizzoli Bookstore on 57th Street, which has also been torn down for a high-rise condominium for, I think, foreign investors, as I'm sure the new Bendels will be. So why is this good? It's not good. I'm sad about the uh, experiences of shopping in these stores, even though there is a Rizzoli now on Broadway in the Flatiron District. I just don't think anybody knows it's there, but it's there. But the thing is, the nostalgia about the store really touched a nerve. And I wrote about it on Facebook and I've cut and pasted my Facebook post on my blog. And I can't believe how many people commented on it or put a little sad face or a little heart face or whatever. It just seemed to elicit something big. And that big thing, I think, was community. All of us who grew up or got to experience the store, which was kind of revolutionary when it was at its peak. The ground floor was called the Street of Shops, and there were lots of little discreet shops within it, and it was cool, and you saw celebrities there. I mentioned that I saw Burt Backrack buy a present for his then-wife, Angie Dickinson, and someone else said she saw a share there. It, it just, it was, it was kind of a magical time, and it also reminded me that as all these great old spots go, and New York is just one high-rise condo after another, we are losing the experience of shopping with a friend, shopping together, which was an incredibly cool thing to do, to grow up in a city with great stores and shopping opportunities. And friends would come in and say, we've got to go to Bloomingdale's, we've got to go to Bendel's, we've got to go. It, it just was something great to do to get close to somebody. And now, you know, you don't say to somebody, hey, watch me click on my box at Amazon. What I'm saying is, I'm sorry the stores are gone. I'm happy to have spent a day or two wallowing in the nostalgia for a shared memory. That was really cool. Number four, salt in my coffee. Carly Simon said there were clouds in her coffee, but there are really salt grains in my coffee. This started about four years ago when Exhibit C's friend stayed overnight. And as I was making my coffee, she said, 
where's the salt? And I didn't get it. I said, what do you mean? She said, oh, well, my mother always put salt in the coffee. It takes away the bitterness. And it does. So I just shake the little shaker once and it makes a huge difference. And everyone I've told this trick to says the same thing. How did I not know about this? This is amazing. So try it. Let me know how much it improves your coffee. I mean, I know I know it will. So just let me know. Number five, wouldn't it be nice if I didn't have to mention Robert Mueller in my blog and pod? It would be. And one day I might not have to, but I still might want to. Have a good weekend or week. Stay dry and act natural. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers.